This is Inglorious Trexpert, Darren Dockerman. And from me and everybody at the Trexperts, we wish you a lovely holiday season and hope that you have time to spend it with your friends and family and with our wonderful swag from our various websites and our sister podcasts, Inglorious Trexperts and 430 Movie. At the Inglorious Trexperts site, that's ingloriousTrexperts.com, you can find a whole bunch of swag with our Trexperts logos and famous uh, quotes from the show and T-shirts and sweatshirts and hoodies and spatulas. No, there's no spatulas. But uh, you can get tote bags and uh, coffee mugs, all that sort of swag that uh, you've come to uh, expect from a high-quality podcast. So take a look on ingloriousTrexperts.com and also look at 430movie.com. That's 430movie.com. Hello and welcome to Best Movies Never Made, the podcast where we talk about interesting and infamous movies that never made it to or through production. Most of the time, the movies you're trying to make don't get made. But like, four of them may happen, one of them may happen, none of them may yeah. happen, and I'll be attached to three more things by end of summer. Turn the script into something resembling like Unforgiven with Conan. Yeah. Sadly, the rights expired and the whole thing just like went away wow. overnight. New episodes will be available every other Monday. We won't see you at the movies. Best Movies Never Made, as featured in Entertainment Weekly, is available wherever you listen to podcasts and on the free Electric Now app. If you felt a great disturbance in the Force, you're not wrong. My new book, Secrets of the Force, is now available in hardcover, digital, and audio from St. Martin's Press. And check out my other great oral histories with Ed Gross of Star Trek, The 50-Year Mission. So say we all, the complete oral history of Battlestar Galactica. And nobody does it better, the complete oral history of James Bond and Spymania. All available in hardcover, paperback, digital, and audio wherever you buy your books. through the snow on the one-horse open sleigh or the fields we go laughing all the way bells on bobtail ring making spirits bright what fun it is to laugh and sing a sleigh song tonight hey this is mark a altman and this is darren doctorman and we are the inglorious trexperts the Star Trek USS Enterprise gift set with command chair, console, three telescreen cards, and five Star Trek action figures. Place Mr. Spock or any Star Trek figure into the transporter room. Spin the control knob and press the button. Mr. Spock disappears. Pretend he's left the deck of the Enterprise for outer space adventure. You can capture the Klingon and bring him back to the Enterprise. Star Trek USS Enterprise gift set. Star Trek action figures also sold separately by Mego. And we're bringing... I was in the holiday mood. I see that. <laughs> and we are going to bring you season's greetings, some holiday joy. We're going to open up 
the Trek's first briefing room. What are, no, we're not even in a briefing room. No, we're going to open up an entirely different, different podcast. Yeah, thanks for correcting me. <laughs> we are we are going to uh, we're open up uh, the vault. We're going to open up the vaults. We're, we're going to do our first annual Trexperts holiday gift guide episode where the Trexperts will share with you some great, great stuff for the Trexpert in your life or the uh, Trekker or Trekkie or for Trekist. Scott Mance, the Trek enthusiast. But we know what he wants. He just wants a command. He wants metamorphosis. He wants metamorphosis. That's right. Or a, or a scarf. <laughs> or a scarf. Let's get him a scarf. Let's get him a scarf. <laughs> so it's only a few weeks before Christmas. Scarf, but he can hold in front of his head all the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's like to be a companion. It's it's a few weeks until Christmas. We've just, uh, uh, in the midst of the um, the uh, uh, Hanukkah holidays. And uh, so if you didn't get what you wanted for Hanukkah or you're waiting for Christmas, we have got some choice picks for you. Some some great, great Trek. Great stuff. Things. And, you know, as usual, it's not all Trek. Most of it is. Well, let's not go there because... Wait, I, I'm not going to... Okay, big spoiler. <laughs> big spoiler. I, I mean, I, I guess you're, you're... You know, there'll probably be some... some Gifts uh, suggested from uh, Space 1999, The Black Hole, then. Maybe. Because c- clearly, we talk about them more than we do Star Trek. Well, you certainly do. I certainly do. I'm just going to say that. It's, okay. eh, it's not just me. There's others. <laughs> there are other people. There are others, other people who are guilty. All human like me. But, you know, I mean, the real way to, um, I guess, celebrate Christmas in the Star Trek universe is uh, to have your family die in a fire, apparently. That's uh, the the Christmas spirit of generations. Well, that's the, yeah, that happened in Star Wars, too. So that's different. Star Wars isn't about spreading holidays here. Star Trek's an optimistic, hopeful view of the future. And and, 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 his family, with his entire family, the end of the family line. I've lost it all. It's gone. I'm going to go to the Nexus because there I could be appreciated. And they're going to create a spinoff show with me when I'm. Nine, 92 years old. Let's not make fun of Captain Picard. He's having I'm not making problems. fun. You're I'm making fun. fun. I'm making fun of generations. I'm just saying I don't understand. You're making fun that of beautiful, a child's Christmas in Star Trek. I'm, I'm, I'm saying that after that beautiful episode that was family, this yeah. huge catharsis he has after Best of Both Worlds, where he finally comes to terms with his strained relationship with his brother, played by Jeremy Kemp. And uh, and it's it's just a marvelous episode. This all negated when they 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 kill them all in generations off screen. Kill them all, firemen sort them out. Who thought? Who thought it would be a good idea in the first Star Trek movie to have Picard moping around? That's fun. Oh, My yeah. whole family has been killed in a fire on Christmas. We know who thought of that. Yeah, I know. We talked about it on the show. <laughs> Talked about it on the show, and it's funny because uh, next year we got Brian Ford Sullivan coming on the show. Brian, uh, that was the uh, sofa uh, futon critic, but more recently he's been a writer producer for such shows as Arrow, and he's going to come debate generations with us. He's a big fan of the movie, and he's looking forward to telling us why he loves generations. I'd love to be educated about that because I don't get it. Yeah, well, we're 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 on the same play. Uh, we're on the same. 
I, with that, I can agree. Like, Captain. <laughs> Except when it comes to Star Trek Six. But um, but yeah, we we do. We think much. We think much alike. Um, but uh, and I I've been reading in the uh, in the interwebs. Uh, you seem to be busy with your secret project. Apparently, my my super secret project that apparently everyone knows about. I know it's very exciting. A lot, a lot of people who are people are talking. There's talk. People talk. Can't I, wait till next year. I can't contribute to that talk, but yes, next year will be next year will be a, a good one. Oh, I like the sounds of that. I predict Criswell predicts <laughs> next well, year. Well, you know, the future is where we're going to spend the rest of our lives. I'm not. I'm spending all mine in the past, like we have for the past four years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, I have to tell you, I mean, I know this isn't a mailbag. Oh, episode. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> I know this isn't a mailbag episode, but I'm going to read. I want to read you something. Because okay. I thought that this was a very nice. Uh, uh, um, I, this is what I like to see uh, when we when we do the show. Um, this is the latest thing on Apple Podcasts. I want to read you this. This is the latest review that I happened to see when I was perusing to see if people were taking our advice to post stuff. Um, and this is what it says. Um, okay, this is this is not the uh, not the one. This is just a a nice review. I'm not going to mention. It. Okay, I'll read it anyway. My tribe found five stars. This is not the one I was referring to. Mark, you asked for more reviews, so here's one for you. As someone who has loved Star Trek since before birth, as my mother tells me, I would kick in utero when she watched an episode. I find this to be the most entertaining and informative, authoritative Trek podcast around. Aww. I've also been reading Mark Altman since his days in Cinefantastic, and I'm always pleased to hear his nasally Brooklyn voice. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm pleased as well. Reminds me of home. If you are also... Now, this is the part I disagree with. Because are you? if you are also in your mid-50s and disgruntled with life, this is the podcast for you. I got I to gotta disagree with you on that. We're not Neither, disgruntled with life. No, we're we totally gruntled. Life. We're like gruntled. We're totally gruntled. We love, I mean, that's the whole reason we do this. We're like, we we're love like, this. We're like Scrooge hanging out with the uh, ghost of Christmas present. We're, we're drinking the milk of human kindness, baby. Totally. <laughs> we're, 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 we're kicking back the eggnog. Yeah. Shaken, not stirred. And uh, we are, yeah. So I, I, you, you're taking the wrong, I appreciate the, the kind words, but you're taking the wrong lesson from this podcast. Maybe, maybe what they're saying is that it's a good podcast to listen to for those who are depressed about being in their mid-50s and want an attitude to bring them up. And maybe don't have their tribe and they can find their tribe yeah, here. Perhaps. Okay, I, I, I can see that. I can see that. I just want to be really clear. You know, for all the cynicism and everything, we, we are, we're not disgruntled <laughs> at all. That's, that's the, the, you know, we're very, we're very... We're overly gruntled, in fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're very, we're very lucky. Okay, so that that was not the one I wanted to read. Okay. This is a, this one I have to read. It's very interesting, and I really appreciated it. Revising my one star review. Oh. Okay. This is now five stars. We've been upgraded from one to five. It says my original review got a response on the podcast. I criticized Mark Altman for bringing up his liberal politics too often. I stand by that opinion. Totally legitimate. I added the totally legitimate part. <laughs> having said that, I having said that, I will revise my review because of how good the podcast is, in spite of the aforementioned issue. Oh. This is the best Star Trek podcast out there by far. 
the ability of the Trexperts to have discussions and debates about something they clearly love, yet are able to acknowledge the flaws, Star Trek Three being the prime example <laughs> of the franchise. By the way, you're right. It's not good. <laughs> you, you talk a lot about Star Trek The Motion Picture, which I love because this film is very underappreciated. You also give a lot of love to Deep Space Nine, which is also underappreciated. Thank you for the effort you put into the show. I do wish you'd be more accepting of us politically conservative fans out there. Uh, Star Trek should be inclusive for all fans, regardless of our differences. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, Paul W. Smith. I, we're all big enough to take a few insults. I'm glad that you could see the good and 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 discard what you don't like about it. I wish some of those Star Trek three lovers would 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 feel the same way. Well, we have no ill will towards Star Trek three lovers or uh, no. uh, we really, we really conservatives. We must be disgruntled or something. I, some some of us are. I don't know. A lot of grunts going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I should probably clarify. I, I don't have a problem with conservatives. My problem is with Trump supporters. It's different. So anyway, um, look, this is such an exciting holiday season. Um, a lot of people looking forward to, to gifts. What's the greatest gift you ever got for the oh, Christmas holidays? That's a, well, that's a good question. Um, I, it, my mind always goes back to, uh, I believe it was 19... 76, when I got that Space 1999 Mattel Eagle Transporter. Yo, you son of a bitch. I'm so jealous. Even now, all these years later, I'm jealous because I never got it. I wanted it and never had it. It was the greatest toy ever because it was big. and Super big. It, it was, it was the, basically the size of a real eagle they used on the show. Size mattered. It, no question. I mean, um, I had the little dinky uh, eagle, but you yeah. had the giant Mattel. We actually named dinky eagle. Yeah, which was, <laughs> and it was green. It wasn't even the right colors. Yeah. It's green. It's not, not <laughs> yeah, not right. Um, but, oh man, I, you know, I still have mine. Mine is hanging up on the wall and I, I cherish it. And I remember uh, that time so very long ago that uh, that was uh, under the tree. Yeah. Um, I, I think I've told this before. There's a, a picture from, uh, I believe, Millimeter Magazine of Brian Johnson, who was the uh, visual mm -hmm. effects guy on uh, Space 1999. He was holding one of the Eagle models, and he was holding it by the uh, space frame, the, uh, the uh, tube structure on the top. And that was a picture that drove me crazy because I wanted to know what that thing was and what it was made of and everything. And so when I got this toy, I began carrying that thing around by the space frame all over the house. And it was just, it was just, uh, it was just a little bit of magic. And I never forget. Do you believe in magic? I do. I do. It was occasionally, magic. It was magic. Occasionally magic happens. What about you? I, what was your I love that. Well, I got to tell you, you know, when people ask me this, and I think I may sound fourth degree, it probably, I, I said, and I'm going to revise that answer. Um, I, you know, I would always say when I got my first VCR, because we got all our presents and, you know, we used to get our presents on Christmas morning, our Hanukkah presents on Christmas morning, ah. our big, you know, and, and so, um, uh, you know, I was sure we were getting a VCR. We went, opened all our presents, didn't, didn't, didn't get a VCR. I was, I was. You know, so I was like happy with what I got, but there was sort of this air of disappointment that my brother and I had. And then all of a sudden our aunt showed up with this big package and said, well, oh, one, wait, one more thing. 
And I knew exactly what it was. And we tore open the wrapping paper and it was, uh, it was one of those giant, uh, Panasonic uh, VHS, uh, machines with the, you know, it had the thing like Sulu's sensor that came up, you know, you hit the button and go, yeah, it came up and and it had the two, the two clicky dials on the side. Yep. 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 uh, And uh, it was, it was magical, but. I think for the purpose of this show and, and, and something that gave the VCR a run for its money had to be Migos mission to gamma five, nice. gamma three, gamma three, uh, gamma, five? gamma three, gamma three, no, gamma so, six, gamma six, <laughs> mission to gamma six, right? It's the mission to gamma six from the Star Trek collection. Assembly required comes with four gamma creatures. You can place the gamma creatures almost anywhere on the idol. Pretend the cave glove trap tries to stop Kirk. When you place them in the plant trap, it snaps closed. You can bring Captain Kirk up the stairs, and when you release the trap, down he slides into the idol. Imagine he's surrounded by the Gamma Creatures. Mission to Gamma 6 comes with four Gamma Creatures. Captain Kirk sold separately from Mego. So this, of course, was based loosely on the apple, but it also had the Lilliputians in it, and uh, had a hand. You put the hand in, and yeah. you would grab the, the figures, but it had Vol. That was the thing. It was yeah. Vol. And, and you could play with this thing for hours. I mean, it was a better episode. You could kill a million now red see, shirts. I never like had this one. So you got me beat on that one. I never oh, had I love that. I wish I still had it. I, you know, I've seen it at conventions. I thought about buying it. And I'm like, yeah. what the? What, what am I going to do with this? But I may have to buy that one day because one of I these love days, that One of these days, toy. you're going to buy one of those and you're going to buy an Eagle Transporter. Oh, I've, I've come very close to buying the Eagle. But you know why I haven't? Because my first pick for today's show, for the holiday gift guide, and I, 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 there, there's actually two great eagles you could buy right now. Yeah. There is um, Eagle Moss is now has launched their Jerry Anderson line. Right. And thanks to the largesse of uh, Ben Robinson, you could, purchase, uh, you could purchase an eagle. Can't get one for free because apparently I, I don't, I've only had you on the show. I don't know how many times. You've um, gotten free stuff from them before. And I'm plugging this, them again. Yeah. God forbid they send me anything. But uh, um, I've worked for them and I've never gotten anything from them. <laughs> but then the real thing, look at this. Yeah. This is, this is, you know, this. you know what I'm talking about. This is. Gotta hold it in front of you. Yeah. This, this is amazing. We can't this, see the darn thing. We can't see it. Hold it down. Oh, this isn't working. Not working. Yeah. We're gonna have to trust. We're gonna have to anyway, still. We're gonna have to still. What this is that. is the um, and now I've lost. I've lost. I've lost audio. I've lost, lost power. You. I've lost everything. So um, <laughs> the sixteen, the sixteen twelve uh, is doing a series of um, of eagles and other uh, action figures, and um, I got this because it has the hawk in it from War Games. Not the, uh, not the one played by not a man called Hawk. No, 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 no. The 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 and and it is. These are they're beautifully packaged. Uh, they're absolutely stunning replicas. Uh, the biggest problem is you you have to like you know it's like sideshow or hot toys. You know you pay for them and then a year and a half later maybe yeah. they show maybe up you'll get the door, and then maybe you still want it. You know, I mean, I had the same thing with this thing. Here I'll, I'll show you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got, can you see this? Can you see this? My command base. It's becoming visible. Once upon a time in Hollywood. It's the once upon a time in Hollywood um, action figures. Oh my Leo God. And, 
it's Leo and, and, and Brad Pitt as wow. Dalton. And uh, again, I probably do wanted this. The, do they have the Charlie Manson um, doll? That, uh, conservatively, yeah, two yeah, years do, ago. Do, you have, do they have the Charlie Manson doll that goes along with it? Like, which dish? They, they do not have that, thankfully. <laughs> Although, you know, I probably could find somebody who looked like him. Um, <laughs> but uh, this is, yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, oh, not, my God. Not, not working. There, oh, there we go. There we go. Now, I could open it up, but I'm still deciding whether or not I want to sell it or keep it. Um, <laughs> now I'm going to keep see it. See what's going on there. Yeah, yeah. I got that. A Toys Wonderland out of Hong Kong. Wow. Now, of course, if Rob Burnett was on the show, he would have... Uh, would have no end of uh, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful, really, really expensive toys uh, to buy that yeah. may not be still available. We don't yeah, know. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. I mean, Rob is a voracious collector. He is uh, like uh, Saul Rubinek in uh, Most Toys. <laughs> um, and, you know, he has a, quite a collection. Anybody who's seen him on his, uh, on, on his network, uh, the Burnett Network, uh, who's seen his, uh, or on, on this very show, and he's seen his man cave, uh, or whatever he calls it, um, it it's remarkable. It's absolutely r- remarkable. It's, it's the Rob Observatory. Uh, the, the Observatory, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, and I mean, really, uh, we should have him on the show bec- for this because, uh, uh, boy, there's nobody who's better uh, equipped to talk about all the amazing toys. Uh, where did they get all those incredible toys? <laughs> then, you got um, a lot of nice toys here. That's that's <laughs> two different toy references for you folks out there from two <laughs> different films. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. That's right. So my, my, my first pick is the, the, the Eagle Ma- Moss, Eagle Moss, Eagle was meant to be. Yeah. And, uh, the one you had there, the Hawk was 1612. 16. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. And the 60, I'm, 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 I'm cheating. I'm doing two. You have for two one pick. for one two. pick. That's right. <laughs> there was, uh, there, you know, Lazarus uh, from our dimension and Lazarus from the other dimension. So right. The 1612 uh, Hawk has a little bandage on his head. That's right. That's how you can tell the difference. You can tell. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so that's my first pick to get us into the uh, Trexperts holiday gift guide. That's a good pick. I, uh, even though uh, I think both of those are very hard to find now. Um, are the Eagle Moss? I don't really. Uh, well, it's it's touch and go. I mean, partially mm. because of the uh, availability of uh, stuff shipped overseas. That's, oh, yeah. That's one thing. Um and uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of toys stuck in uh, cargo ships uh, yeah. on the coast of uh, California and uh, and New York. So um, it's like Moonbase Alpha out there, just drifting somewhere, away somewhere, <laughs> very safe beyond Antares. <laughs> um, my choice is something that uh, I uh, I just ordered and got within the past week. Ooh, and tell uh, us, Jim. Tell him, Jim. There. They're really fun, and one of them is something that I've wanted a good version of for a long, long time. There's a company called Fansets, which uh, makes uh, pins and other you know, bits of uh, wearable art and prop work and things like that. And uh, they have a collection of Star Trek pins that are pretty darn good. Um, but the, the king of them, at least at this point, is the Star Trek II uh, uniform pin. Oh, look at that. It is beautiful. It is, uh, it is all metal. They have two versions. One is a, uh, a magnetic version 
that mm. uh, goes on the front of your jacket or a shirt, and it just sort of snaps on the back and holds it on securely. It's and also erases done. credit cards. It, it, absolutely. Uh, it's beautifully done. Uh, our friend uh, John Cooley uh, uh, was the product lead on this. And uh, it is the closest reproduction of the real thing I've ever seen. Stunning. It's great. It's great. Uh, and uh, I, I bought a couple of these. One, uh, one with the uh, studs in the back poke through uh, a shirt. Uh, um, but uh, I also got a couple other pins. Uh, I got uh, this Idic Infinite Diversity. And Infinite oh, my God. Gene would be so proud of you. Gene would be proud. And Gene would be making money off me even today. Uh, let's see. I have a... Uh, this is a, a, little, uh, a little less successful. This is a visitor pin from uh, uh, Picard. From yes, from from uh, Picard that is missing the nana on the top, um, but uh, it's a little different than the real one which I have here. Ah, just a little different, but you know it's still nice if you like that kind of thing. Uh, mm -hmm. But the funniest one that I got uh, has a representation of our friend Robin Curtis oh. as, as having. <laughs> Uh, a beautiful cloisonne pin, so you can have Robin Curtis next to your heart all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I don't know what to say to that. Um, <laughs> um, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was very funny, so I had to get it. my next pick. Are um, it's a little off uh, off the beaten track, but uh, from Sports Authority, they're knee pads to protect yourself at Star Trek conventions from people in scooters. Who attack you? No, that's not what my pick is. That's not my, true. No, it's not. Although I have to say my knee still hurts. Okay. But that's not what my pick is. My pick, uh, my next pick, of course, is uh, goes out to our good friends at La La Land Records for their, and uh, Neil Bulk for their magnificent uh, um, uh, remaster of Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Absolutely. Superb. It's an amazing sounding, CD. amazing sounding CD. All the music that you love and more that you haven't heard before. The illusion of beauty and more. And more. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's really good. And uh, your ears will thank you. Your Even ears if they will thank pointed. you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How's uh, that for a tagline? That's like copywriting. That's like, that's, that's next level stuff there, Dan. You're too wow. good for this show. <laughs> that's, that's almost Merv Blockland. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. I told you, you know, we're doing this 1982 documentary, which we were interviewed for recently. And, and Merv Block is the gift that keeps on giving, let me that's tell you. That's awesome. Yeah, and that's all I'm going to say about that. So um, <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your next pick there, uh, Darren? Um, my next pick is, I'm not sure how to do this because I actually don't have any products from them at this point. Um, they uh, are the, basically the, the guy who was the product uh, uh, developer for um, QMX, who made the wonderful Star Trek figures, like this Khan Noonien Singh. Oh, yeah, I got that too. It's freaking great. Six-scale uh, figures uh, that QMX used to have the license for. Mm -hmm. um, he moved on and started his own company. And I think it's called, is it called Nexus? It's something like that. Um, 
Uh, we have to get back to the next. I gotta, I gotta find, I gotta find the link because uh, it's important, Marion. So come back to me. Uh, name name another. Uh, it, 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 now, who is that that gentleman who started this company? Um, I think his name is Nanjing Tam. Oh, okay, yeah, because I've seen. I, I, you know, I normally don't add people on Facebook that I don't know. Um, I only, you know, like everything else is fine, but like on Facebook, I don't, I don't add people that I don't personally have, you know, know, but somehow he became a Facebook friend. I don't know how he slipped through. And, um, I keep seeing stuff where they're doing all these action figures, action figures, these, these things, Uh, I guess they're doing Voyager Uh, and they're doing Discovery. The the company is XO6. Oh yes. Right. And, uh, they are available on uh, big bad toy store. They carry them. They're, they're a little bit pricey, but not in terms of uh, six-scale figures. These are actually cheaper than most six-scale figures. Uh, but right now, they have an amazing uh, Captain Catherine Janeway. Uh, they have a Picard that is great. And uh, I believe they have a... Oh, a data-first contact. Don't they have a data-first contact? Yeah. Great, too. Um, they, have a, a, they have a wide selection. Uh, and, and they're talking about coming up with uh, even more... Uh, familiar characters from things that have been neglected. Okay. Let me put it that way. Um, so, Mr. Uh, Alex? Now that would be great. No one has ever done an Eric. Why has no one done Eric? You know why? Because they can't, it's like when Migo or these old playmates, they couldn't just take the body off of something else. Yeah. You know, they'd have to sculpt the whole thing and not just the head. They also have the Dr. EMH one uh, six scale, which yeah, is, yeah, yeah. It looks amazing. I have to say, even though a lot of these aren't any figures that I'm personally interested in, the sculpts are gorgeous. They're doing an amazing they're, they're, job. Um, their ability um, to do likenesses has gotten so good. Yeah. And I'm looking, and uh, clearly the, uh, uh, he is a huge fan and is yeah. really concerned about giving back to the fans. Um, it, you know, their money's worth. So I'm very, I'm very impressed by this company and, uh, and what they're doing. You know, like I said, it's nothing that personally speaks to me because I'm really, you know, I've always mostly only collected, uh, uh, TOS and TNG and DS9, sure. but, um, uh, but I think it's remarkable, uh, work that they're doing. Agreed. And that's why they are one of my picks. Great pick. Great pick. Um, I still don't know how he ended up on my Facebook friend, but okay. Um, he's the guy who, uh, he's the guy who started the company. That must be it. I, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I went by, by that logic. Crazy Eddie would be on my Facebook feed if he was still alive. You know, I'm, uh, his prices were insane. They were insane indeed, but that's the problem. I don't want to have insane friends on Facebook. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Hey, are you going to Jeff Bond's party tomorrow? I don't think that's anyone's business. Well, no, this will have aired long afterwards. I'm, I'm very, I'm a busy man. Speaking of Jeff Bond, I would like to recommend a beautiful coffee table book from Jeff Bond and Gene Kaziki uh, that came out earlier this year yep. called The Art of Star Trek, the Motion Picture. It's a stunning coffee table book. I think it's from- the art and effects of Star Trek, the Motion Picture. Sure, you have to direct, edition, visual effects, supervise, produce anything with Star Trek. Can't even get the name of the book. So Titan Books has done this remarkable um, uh, book uh, about Star Trek, the motion picture. And uh, Jeff and Gene have done uh, just a superb job. uh, And um, there's some great art that even I've never seen. And it's so Uh, funny that they finished the book mere weeks before we started on the uh, 
upgrade version. Hours could seem like days. And they did. Yeah, that's it's fantastic. <laughs> and, and, you know, I think, look, you know, Jeff, everything's Jeff's done. Jeff is such a, such a spectacular writer. I, I, a lot of people don't know this. Back in the day in the 90s, I was doing a magazine for Larry Flint called Sci-Fi Universe. And Lucas Kendall recommended a guy named Jeff Bond to me uh, as a writer. And at the time, he was working at a bank and uh, writing for Film Score Monthly. And uh, he sent me some stuff. And I said, this guy, this guy's a really good writer. And so I hired Jeff and he used the, the, pe- the, pen- the, 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 the money that I gave him, the, the, the very little money that I was paying him um, to uh, move out. You were thinking of the penance. Pittance? No, pittance. the pittance. The pittance, yes, the pittance. And uh, to move out, thank you, uh, the art and visual effects of Star Trek The Motion Picture. And so he uh, he moved out here. And uh, for many years, uh, I, I was able to benefit from his largesse, his wonderful writing skills. Uh, and Jeff has gone on to do a, a number of phenomenal books, including The Music of Star Trek, uh, Making Narcos, Making of the Orville. Um, but I feel like the Star Trek, the motion picture book is, is, uh, uh, certainly a new, a new high for him, an all time high. Uh, if, uh, it's, it's really great. And of course, uh, the, uh, book on the, uh, producer of Lost in Space and, uh, Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea, oh, Irwin yes. Allen, the world of Irwin Allen book is so thick with lusciousness. He, uh, he covers everything in it. And yeah. great photos and great uh, great text to go along with it. It's uh, it's lovely. Oh, I'm so glad you mentioned that because, of course, that really is uh, a spectacular. I mean, you talk about coffee table. You need a very strong IKEA coffee table will not work. You need a really well built coffee table to hold that book because that is one solid. You need a coffee table hewn from solid oak <laughs> to hold to that support, book to support that book. But it is so spectacular, and it was published by our mutual friend Taylor White, who was the proprietor of Creature Features uh, here in, uh, not here, but in Burbank, and um, uh, really a spectacular undertaking um, and a beautiful, beautiful book. And Taylor is also the publisher of another book that I would highly recommend, Return to Tomorrow, I, uh, about the making of Star Trek The Motion Picture. It's the original, sent a fantastic article cover story that was never published. Now, I believe the actual book is now out of print, but you can get it on Kindle. Yeah. Um, and I highly recommend it. He was a guest on the show uh, a couple months back. And uh, that's a really delight. If you're a fan of Star Trek, the motion picture, you're going to love Return to Tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Speaking of books, Darren. Yes. I got a couple of books. That people- well, you just gave the two books. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> so you're going to continue. Let me I, let me give one first, and then you sure, can. You go, you go ahead. You go ahead. I have a different kind of book, actually. I have an audio. Chicago book. mobs of the nineteen. 19- no, don't in front of the book. Um, okay. No, uh, this is an audio book. I am a big fan of audio books because okay. I rarely have time to read. Yet I have time to listen while I'm working. Um, so Audible.com is an amazing uh, site, and they have pretty much everything that is published in audiobooks and uh the always the, listenable always listenable and the the great thing is there's so many topics um but the most recent one that i've listened to is called the boys by ron howard and clint howard mm-hmm. and it's so great telling uh they tell their own story about how they both uh, got involved in uh, acting and directing and and uh, showbiz and of course uh, their 
Their dad helped them uh, along during his Rance, life. Rance Howard. Yeah. Rance Howard and uh, and their mom uh, is such a great story. And you know, we Mrs. Start- C. No, Mrs. C wasn't his uh, no. <laughs> wasn't his mom. No, uh, <laughs> Mrs. Cunningham was Marianne, not. Marion Ross was not his actual mom. Uh, <laughs> In my world, he is. she was. <laughs> uh, but it's so great to hear Ron Howard talk about how he was, uh, you know, he was like uh, nine years old in uh, The Music Man. And, of course, Clint talks about how he did the Corvomite Maneuver and every little detail you'd want to know about what happened to him on the set, how everything was done. and Preserved uh, in perfect detail. <laughs> stored there in every detail. But uh, the great thing is they both narrate their sections of the books. And uh, it's just great. It's like uh, sitting with them and having them tell you their story. Uh, That's great. It's uh, it's a really fun kind of thing. And, you know, Audible has tons of other books, including Mark's uh, The 50-Year Mission. Wow, what a great get that would be for someone who needs to entertain the Trek fan in their life. Of course, Darren is referring to The 50-Year Mission, uh, The Complete Oral History of Star Trek. uh, Volumes 1 and 2. Two, volume one and two. Uh, not only uh, volume one is available in hardcover, paperback, audio, and digital. Volume two, for some reason, is not in paperback, but it is in hardcover, digital, and audio. You really can't experience the entire history of Star Trek unless you've read both books. Right. And, and until you've heard the wide variance of pronunciations for people's names. Yeah, I, I, I think I've told this story. You know, it's funny because, uh, uh, you know, actually the guy who was the producer and who reads a lot of it uh, was uh, Mr. Fantastic in the uh, Roger Corman Fantastic Four film. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, Alex uh, Hyde-White, but, and also the son, the son of Wilfred Hyde-White. Wilfred Hyde-White, yeah. From, yeah. Who, who not only was on the council of, 12 in the original Battlestar Galactica, but also played um, Dr. Uh, yeah, uh, I couldn't remember his name Dr. either. Dr. Doctor in uh, Buck Rogers season two. But it wasn't Dr. Hewer. That was the first season. No, no, it was no. not Dr. Hewer. That was Tim O'Connor. That's yeah. the great doctor. It wasn't he Admiral was, Asimov. Oh, I know. I remember. Yeah. I remember. Do you remember? Come on. I, I don't he, remember. He, he, okay. Wait, I'm going to give you a hint. Okay. When you were growing up, and you were hungry for ice cream. You really liked having a. Okay, you, this is not helping you. No, a good humor bar. He wasn't. Now, he wasn't Doctor Hewer. No, he no. That's not what I'm saying. Oh. it's not good. It's not a good humor. It's good fella. He's a good Doctor Goodfella. Doctor Goodfella. I probably should have said Doctor Goodfella. Dr. Goodfellow. That isn't rec- that oh. isn't resonating with me. So Okay, hold on. I'm going to the tape. <laughs> let's go. Let's go to IMDb. Hold on. We're gonna break protocol. And I'm gonna it could very well be. I just uh, Buck Rogers. Maybe, maybe I'm glad that I can't remember. How much money are we betting on this? I'm not betting any money. I, I know I don't remember. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I that's too bad because I have a feeling that I could win a lot of money here. I'm sure you um, could. Yeah. <laughs> Doctor Goodfellow, very good. Congratulations. What do I win? You um, win the chance to be smug, even more than you usually are. Fuck you. Oh. <laughs> hey, see, that's not a holiday uh, sort of uh, attitude. No, you got to say you win nothing. You lose. 
You stole <laughs> fizzy lifting drinks. That's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So uh, I'm, I'm impressed with myself, I must say. I, you're right. Oh, I guess good. I am smug. Yes, I am smart. You know, I have to say, I read a very interesting article this week um, about the difference between um, a confidence and arrogance. And I, I thought it was a very interesting article. And I think it's true. I think confident people um, are interested in other people and learning and expanding their reign of knowledge. Um, and arrogant people have no interest in other people and what they have to say. Why is uh, this thing talking to me? And it's saying Star Trek. It's literally... Why is it saying Star Trek to you? I don't know why. It, it, maybe, it, maybe it can sense that you're a Trexpert. It, it's literally... Can you hear this? Yeah. Oh, it's our podcast. That's why. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> the, the hubris of there playing you your own podcast on your own podcast. I was not intentional, I assure you. It was my like next, start... My next gift... It's my gift. Another war. Another war to the homeland. Um... <laughs> This is also from 1612, the company that is uh, making so many lovely Jerry Anderson products. It mm. is the Space 1999. Oh, here we go. Oh, I can't see it. Yeah, it's not going to work. I can't, I can't see it. Back. I can't see him. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's the, uh, it's the oh, there you Gun go. Gun and Comlock gift set. I have it too. Um, and you'll notice that the Stun Gun and Comlock are not in the box. Because I took them out and I'm playing with them. Not every day, but uh, I mean, look at this thing. Oh, it's man, I really got to take that out of the box. It's gorgeous. You know what you should do? You should show up at Jeff Bond's party in your Moonbase Alpha shirt with the comm lock and the, and, and the, the gun and just like, like oh. you've just gotten back from the moon. Oh, oh, don't oh, tell I, me how to do it. It sickens me. As soon as we get off this uh, podcast, I'm opening that box and taking out those toys. Oh, I mean, my where God. else do you get uh, an official voice of Xenia Merton? <laughs> nowhere, nowhere. On a That's toy. For sure. That is oh, for apart sure. Apart from those bootleg ones. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, speaking of, uh, while we're, while we're in space, 1999, my pick is, um, it's a, uh, diamond toys exclusive, uh, which you can pick up at Walgreens or eBay. Um, it is, uh, Maximilian and Vincent. Nice. And old Bob. They're, uh, the, uh, the first, uh, uh, black hole, uh, toys, I think that have been uh, released since probably 1979. I don't think there've been any toys since. And, um, they're really great. They look great. You know, I mean, I can't believe that we live in a world where uh, an old Bob toy is possible. <laughs> but we do. It does not uh, make talk like Slim Pickens like the Comlock does. But um, it is, it's pretty cool. And the Maximilian thing is pretty awesome. So, if, you know, you want to get your Norman Bates action figure and get Maximilian, you can have him, like, uh, kill, you know, uh, <laughs> kill Norman Bates holding up a notebook. Kill Bond now. Well, you know, it's funny you mentioned Bond because, of course, if you're looking for a book for that special Bond fan in your life, you may want to consider Nobody Does It Better, the complete oral history of the James Bond films. It's I'm sensing a trend from Mr. Altman tonight. <laughs> from Mark A. Altman and Edward Gross, available not only in hardcover and paperback, 
but audio and digital. And you can get that anywhere that sells books. And I have to tell you, the publisher has done such a shitty job promoting it. I need to incessantly promote it on my podcast so that you know it exists. Wow. Because if a tree falls in a forest and nobody's there to hear it, I don't know. Was that a tree? I don't know. I didn't hear it. <laughs> I love that book, by the way. I, I hope people check it out if they're Bond fans. <laughs> I, I'm very happy with that. Next on my list is not a book that I've written. But I've written. It's not a book. It's not a book that oh. anyone's written. Oh, okay. Um, uh, if you've uh, listened to uh, Rob Burnett at all, uh, you will hear his, uh, his complete enthusiasm for this company in uh, the Netherlands called jazzinc.gramas.com. Jazz hands? Jazz ink. Jazz, jazz ink. All I, that I, jazz? There's, uh, there's all that jazz ink. Okay. <laughs> um, the great thing about it uh, is that it is all sort of uh, environments for your one-sixth figures. Ooh. And uh, they make a lot of them. They have uh, tons of environments for Star Wars. They have uh, the Tanavi 4 uh, entryway uh, that Darth Vader and the Stormtroopers walk in on. And uh, they have a Death Star hallway. They have a one-sixth scale Millennium Falcon cockpit fully decked out and lit and everything. It's amazing. Now, these are expensive. Mm. I'm just warning you now. Uh, some of them are, you know, uh, like $200. Right. Which is, which is still expensive, but not as expensive as uh, other things. Um, well, do they have a Cygnus? Well, there, there's uh, well, one-sixth Cygnus would be pretty freaking large. So the answer is no. Uh, you know what would be a great play set for them to do? Can I say, I, I don't mean to interrupt you, that the V'ger platform at the end of Star Trek, the motion picture. I think that you know, would be cool. Like that would be real, you know, with all those weird steps that almost killed the actors and, and V'ger in the middle right. and, and, and the pulsating, undulating lights and everything. I think and that, that would weird be burping great. sound that it makes. The weird burping sound. Well, yeah. if only there were one six scale figures for uh, the motion picture. There aren't at this point. Oh, yeah, that's true. That, that, there goes my plan. My, my but maybe XO6 can do something about that. That's all I'm saying. That would be maybe. great. Obviously. And, uh, you know, great. since uh, next year is a uh, sort of a banner year in terms of that film, we hear, uh, maybe it might oh, be. Oh, well, you know what Najim should do? Ilea in the, 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 um, the white uh, miniskirt, the, the tunic. Oh, yeah, with, you a, know? with a light up. Uh, uh, with the light up throat, yeah. right, the throat thing. Because Dave, no one's ever done that. I would, well, I, I would pay any price for that. Uh, I think Migo did a version of her in that outfit. Oh, they did in '79, didn't it they? Was, it was terrible. Yeah, but yeah, it was awful. Yeah. Oh, I, I would, I would buy that in a heartbeat. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But the great thing that uh, Jazz Inc. is doing uh, that I have had ordered for almost two years is a one-six scale 1966 Batmobile. Fully licensed Ooh, from Warner. Really? Oh. Fully licensed. Wow. Um, the the deluxe version is going to run you like $1,700. Did you get it? I, yeah, I paid for it. And, uh, yeah. It's oh, supposed wow. to be coming next year. Yeah. As wow. so many other things are. It's uh, on a boat. It's on a boat. It's probably sitting off the coast of California right now. No, it's not. Just um, hope that uh, Lex Luthor isn't successful in trumping into the ocean. It looks perfect. And I've already gotten my Hot Toys Batman and Robin from years ago. 
Oh, wow. Which are no longer available, unfortunately. No, no. But they're, they're going to be sitting pretty in the Batmobile. That is so cool. Is that still available, though? I mean, like the Batmobile? The Batmobile is, absolutely. Absolutely. Really? If you have... If you have the money, I highly recommend picking if one. If you have the time, <laughs> um, you know what I really—I—I—I uh, I, I, this is something maybe you guys can educate me on. This would probably be a question for Rob, but you can answer it too. You know, I have a couple of you know great enterprise toys. Enterprise. You know, like the the ones that you know were done over the last couple of years. You know, Playmates did and mm-hmm. Diamond Select. But you know, I know that there's some really amazing replicas of 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 the Enterprise. Uh, where do you get something like that? Who's doing that stuff well? Um, I think the only thing to do that is to have someone build you the model. Ah. Um, that's a, a thing that Jeff Bond is doing right now. He's building a, a model for a client. Oh, and really? He's doing an amazing job. I don't think he ever wants to do it again, though. That's the problem. Because oh, okay. it's, it's extremely difficult. And when it's done right, it's, uh, it's beautiful. You get to keep it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... Um, yeah, so I, I think that's pretty much the only way. Look, I'm sure everybody and their uncle is going to be messaging you saying, hey, I got a lead. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, so, okay. you know, expect that to happen. Well, while I'm not, uh, you know, necessarily tracking that down, I would say at the moment, um, I would say my pick is, um, because I picked like nothing from Star Trek, I probably should pick it. I'm just going to say, Eagle Moss is doing a great land ram from the original uh, Galactica, but I probably you really hate Star Trek, don't you? We probably should have some Star Trek on our start. There's a, a beautiful new Bluetooth communicator. Um, yes, the reissue. Which is, uh, which is a, a, a terrific, and it's available at StarTrek.com. And, uh, you know, for people who want to experience the communicator the way it was meant to be experienced, um, That's they may want to check it out. That's for me, too. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. Did you get it? Oh, I got it when it was released, like, four years ago. Oh, okay. This is a re-release of that. I see. Uh, because, you know, the original sold out really quickly. Yeah. Uh, but this, this is absolutely great. It's made by the Wand Company, which uh, um, started out as a uh, remote control company. And then they started to license these props and build remote controls and other functionalities into them. And, mm. uh, and so they figured out how to finally do the Bluetooth-connected uh, phone communicator. Right. And it's great. It works exactly like it's supposed to. It, it goes boop, boop when your phone is ringing and you flick it open and it makes the chirping sound. Oh, wow. And uh, you can talk just like, uh, just like they do on the TV. Oh, I think I'm going to have to get that. It's great. <laughs> it's absolutely great. Yeah. Okay. That's, and, that's, uh, uh, you know, if you want to look really cool, walk around the Vegas Convention Center. Well, I, I got to pay attention because you never know when someone's going to come out of nowhere in a cart and, and smash well, into is, your leg. There is a, an emergency button that you can press to sound a red alert. So maybe that would have helped. What about that emergency beam out like in Day of the Dove where you hit the red button and they know it's hold them in stasis? Or it's, well, the, it's the button. Non-existence is where they belong. The button that causes the avalanche. The button that causes the avalanche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, I want to go back to Eagle Moss for a second because they are doing, you know, some really great Star Trek uh, replicas. But they also do uh, Battlestar Galactica. They're doing the Orville now. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I really, I prefer the oversized oh, ones. Oh, it's oh, the Silent Centurion. Where did he come from? He came from uh, Eagle Moss. By your command. By your command. Yeah. Um, 
there were, you know, it's so hard to find those good 78 Galactica toys. A couple of years, more than a couple of years ago, because I think I bought them at Tower Records. Mm-hmm. I think it was about 20 years ago. Those, there were those great Cylons. I just got an Adama on eBay. I don't know yeah. what prompted me to do that. They were like, uh, what, what, 16 inch, uh, 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 Cylons and, and I don't know if they were 16. I think they might have been just one six scale. Oh, okay. Okay. But they were really good. Yeah. Yeah. They were, they were good. They were good. And, um, I'm, you know, I'm just looking around and it's like, you know, I have that Reliant that Eagle Moss did. I love that. I've always oh, loved wow. the Reliant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and she dropped our shields. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I know like some people have complained that the uh, Eagle Moss uh, uh, replicas are not to scale, but, it's absolutely impossible for them to do that, uh, you know, for price. And, you know, these, these are consumer. This is not, you know, these are straight to consumer. This is not some kind of really esoteric super fan thing where they're going to go out and charge, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know, and, you know, do a Cylon base star to scale. It's just, just, there's not a market for it. So I'm happy to have, you know, I can't believe anyone did those 78 Galactica. Hardly anybody remembers 78 Galactica. I know. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, so having like a base star and the land ram and the V, you know, the Viper and I mean, it's great. And then I have some of the stuff from the new show too, which as much as I love the new show, I don't like the design work as much, but, um, you know, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, it's great. And then also, did you get the Eagle Moss? They have the Katinga, you know, um, from motion picture, which is really beautiful. No, I wasn't able to get one of those. I bought that. I bought that. I bought that at Comic Con because they didn't send me. I kept asking, "Send me one." So oh, we'll send it to you. Never happened. So I just bought it because yeah. I'm like, they're never sending this to me. <laughs> what What I want is the uh, the two models that I built for them: the uh, uh, regular one and the Space Office Complex. Yeah, you may think they're the same thing. They're not. But I like those two. I get more than one. <laughs> I know we should. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to buy those two. You're going to have to have a talk with Mr. Robinson. <laughs> if you could find him. If you could find him. Like the, he's like the 18. He's the RK. <laughs> um, but yeah, and they're doing their books now, which, uh, which are good. Um, uh, but I'm not going to plug it because uh, we, we gave you enough airtime last week. Where's mine? The, uh, Again, where's my book? <laughs> Okay, so what, what, let's let's talk about. So you know, everybody's thinking all these guys wanted some free swag. Why did I listen to the show this week? So let's let's talk about a few other things that uh, we think are, are might be worthwhile. Um, I, there's a new book out which I highly recommend through Amazon, uh, which is the um, uh, Mid-Century Modern Guide to Star Trek. Absolutely, I, I talked about it on the podcast before, but. Um, and I'm looking around here, but I'm completely disorganized. wasn't exactly prepared for today's podcast. Um, but it's a remarkable book that looks at mid-century modern architectural design and its impact on Star Trek. Yeah, because and, Star Trek took place in that period when they filmed it. So there was a lot of that stuff available, and it looked futuristic. Yeah, and it even yeah. does now. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, of course, we plugged this much earlier, um, uh, I think last year in the third season, uh, but Dave Addy's remarkable uh, hardcover book, uh, Typeset of the Future, Absolutely. cannot recommend uh, highly enough. Su- superb book about typography in science fiction and, of course, in Star Trek by extension. It's great, and it's, it's something that you will never see anywhere else. Yeah, absolutely. No one in their right mind would do that. 
and do a podcast on it. it. <laughs> You're gonna do a podcast on fonts. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Font you. You're going um, straight to Helvetica. <laughs> I'll tell you the other thing. There's been a lot of complaining uh, in certain circles about the fact that Netflix has lost the rights to the original Star Trek, um, and uh, it's you know, as I said, it's as though it fell off the Earth. Like they reached the end of the Earth and fell off the Earth because it's no longer on Netflix. I'd just like to point out, not that I would hold this up as the most extraordinary set in the world, but Paramount uh, CBS just recently reissued um, the first three seasons of the original Star Trek, uh-huh. which is a, re- a repackage of um, of the Blu-ray, which appeared in the 50th anniversary set, which also reappeared, you know, was reissued, um, you know, it's been reissued many times. But that said, it's a gorgeous set. Yeah, It has the original uh, visual effects, the, the re- revamped visual effects. It has the new sound mix. Yep. Uh, it looks great. Um, so if you want to watch Star Trek and you don't want to watch it with commercials on MeTV, you should or really... Steel, of course. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, and I will say that the Next Generation remasters are also beautiful. They're also great. Set. And you can find those on Amazon, uh, both streaming and physical media. Uh, and they're great if you like that kind of thing. But CBS repackaged them and you know all seven seasons. Yeah. It also is a great set. So it's a great you know, deal. If you know Christmas is the time to ask for this stuff. Christmas is the time for miracles. It's a time for miracles deal. <laughs> um, we recommend Die Hard, the greatest Christmas movie of all time, on 4K. And speaking of 4K, uh, yes. you know you can quibble with the way that CBS has chosen uh, uh, to bifurcate the movie series. Uh, it's a little bizarre, but um, the movies do look great, and I highly recommend uh, right now um, you can get uh, the, the collector set of Star Trek The Motion Picture, Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan, Star Trek Three: The Search for Spock, and Star Trek Four: The Voyage Home in one collection yep. uh, uh, in, in, in ultra-high def, 4K. Uh, the films have never looked better. These are all remasters. Uh, I want to point out for those who aren't aware, of course, Star Trek The Motion Picture is the theatrical version. The director's yep. edition is coming out next. It's yeah, well, they made a couple of changes after the fact, which changes. is ill-advised. Yeah. Um, but, um, but of course, the director's edition will be coming to Paramount Plus next year, courtesy of uh, Darren and Dave Fine and Mike Massino. But um, if you want to have the theatrical version, which looks spectacular, um, you, you, you want to pick up the set. And uh, Star Trek II... It looks really good, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Ooh, wow, that's exciting, Darren. I'm that not saying is anymore. Exciting. I uh, I can't wait. You're gonna have to wait. You have to wait. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but that said, you know, so watch the you know theatrical version while you're waiting for the new director's edition. Absolutely. Um, and look, because- it's it's always fun. You know, you can you don't have to watch Star Trek the movie again. You can wait for the director's edition, but watch two, three, and four because they're fun. Or two and four. Or three. Three and four. <laughs> I mean, we have quibbles with it, but that doesn't mean that we don't enjoy certain parts. Maybe watch Steel and the Enterprise and yeah. you know, skip ahead. And the, you know, the no with uh, Sarek and Kirk is really nice. Is it? Yeah, well, we'll talk about that. We're going to be doing commentary on that, so we'll, we'll oh, save yes, it for that. Commentary. Your yeah, well, commentary. We're going to save it for that. Um, save it for the commentary. Definitely. 
Um, okay, last uh, last few picks. Um, I, I would throw out, and this has nothing to do with Star Trek. Um, uh, Criterion Collection has just jumped into the pool of 4K UHD releases, and uh, they're uh, a double threat this month with the release of uh, the 80th anniversary of Citizen Kane and the um, and David Lynch's Mulholland Drive, both on 4K, both well worth your hard earned money. Absolutely. Um- I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out something completely unrelated. Um, where is it? Here it is. For everything, I, there is a I first grab time. I'm grabbing something from the shelf here. Oh my! What could this be? Uh, the suspense is killing me. It's something that you would never expect. Um, give the gift of licorice from licorice.com. Um, if if you have any family members who love licorice, or if you uh, love it. They have various flavors, and I've never had better. This is like a sort of a, a Swedish fish kind of uh, licorice, which are tasty. Honestly, mm. I didn't. I didn't see that coming. No, but when you're when you're a fan, sometimes you need snacks. That's all I'm well, saying. That, well, if that's the case, I would say Carvel and Fudgy the Whale. What a great way to celebrate any holiday with Tom Carvel and Fudgy the Whale. Great didn't ice cream have, cake. Didn't they have a Santa ice cream cake that was from the same Fudgy the Whale mold? It was. It was. I forget <laughs> what that was called because they, then they had a couple. But it started with Fudgy the Whale, mm-hmm. and then they had a whole series of these cakes. And could you imagine a spokesman like Tom Carvel now? Everybody has to be so polished and be like an influencer. Let me, let me see if I can do it. Hi, I'm Tom Carvel. You're going to love our ice cream cakes because we make them fresh right in front of you. And it's uh, you're going to love it. So come on down, get yourself a cookie puss or a, a fudgy the whale. Why does your version of Tom Carvel sound like a member of the Corleone family? Because he was. <laughs> I think that was Crazy Eddie, actually. Um, <laughs> um, what else? Um, We're going to make an ice cream cake you can't refuse. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. That's really funny. Um, okay. Oh, my God. Um, Don, Don Carvel. <laughs> I could not refuse you on the eve of your the daughter of your firstborn. <laughs> I need you to use all your powers. Look how they make this, my cone. To make this ice cream cake. <laughs> Look what they did to Cookie Puss. <laughs> my boy. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Can you get me off the hook for all time's sake, Cookie Puss? Can't do it, Sally. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Can you tell yeah. we're running out of presents? No, we're you never. You'd like to show no, me. No, we're not running out of anything. You shut up about that. <laughs> um, you can, you know, you know what's very, very um, competitive priced. Get people a subscription to Inglorious Trexperts because it's free. Oh, that's right. Why is you know? it free? Tell me why. Because it just is. Because we, because of episodes like this, we couldn't charge you a good conscience. Because we are a river to our listeners. <laughs> um, what else to wrap up? What would be the ultimate kind of uh, um, Star Trek gift for the holidays? You know, I think because so much of the things that we like 
are, um, let's just say, a little retro. The most exciting game ever, the Star Trek Phaser Battle, the game that fires back. Just power on. It's an exact replica of the Star Trek telescreen. Watch out, here comes the Klingon. Press the trigger on the phaser launcher. Here's a phaser fire. The Klingon ship appears throughout the galaxy. You can hear the phasers launch. The Klingon fires back. Is this a Star Trek phaser battle? Sure is, Dad. Wanna try it? Okay. Turn it up to Fleet Commander, Dad. That'll make it tough for you. Wow, this is fast. There's the alert. Press the force shield. Fire again. Check your score. Your hit is recorded on an LED readout screen. Every time you miss, the Star Trek phaser battle fires back. You've got to raise your shields to stop them, and you've only got three chances or you're out. Star Trek Electronic Phaser Battle, the game that fights back. It's just as tough for Dad as it is for you. New for Miko. And they're from a different time period. Um, I do a lot of my gift seeking on eBay, actually. Mm. And I do a search for, you know, either Star Trek The Motion Picture or Star Trek mm. TOS. And you come up with a whole bunch of fascinating things. Among them, uh, let me see if I can find it here. If you can find it, you know, stuff like this is, you can't find in stores anymore. But here it is. Here is my... What is it? Star Trek. Oh, picture. look at that. Plastic, wow. Plastic it's coffee cup. That is great. And I love how on one side is Stephen Collins and Persis Kambata, and on the other side is uh, D and Bill and yeah. the letter. Wow. Yeah. That is great. And, you know, this is pristine, uh, mm -hmm. 42 years old. Yeah. Um, but it's stuff like this that it really makes my heart sing because it's stuff that you had when you were little and you can yeah. find it and uh, fill up that, um, that need in your soul. That you so lost so long ago. So what you're saying is you feel young as when the world was new. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. You bought all this in a day? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Well, look, I mean, there's so many uh, things. And, you know, you can also suggest your guy, uh, uh, holiday ideas um, on our be fun. Uh, tw on our social media pages on Instagram at Inglorious Trexperts, on Twitter at Inglorious Trek, and of course on Facebook at Inglorious Trexperts as well. And uh, we'd love to hear what you think, what you recommend uh, uh, our great holiday gifts for the Star Trek fan in your life. Um, and uh, maybe we'll share them on a future episode of the show. And of course, as we get close to the holidays, uh, we hope you'll uh, listen to our three-part holiday Star Trekula. Um, which, of course, is going to be a tribute this year to the 101 greatest sci-fi movies of all time. It's, it's likely to be controversial and wildly entertaining if last year's was any predictor of that. So uh, I'm looking okay. forward. We have not recorded it yet. I'm very excited um, to uh, do that. And, of course, uh, you should always get a subscription to Starlog. Oh, wait. No, you can't. No, you can't. Yeah, can't I'm, I anymore. feel like we've missed so much. I mean... Oh, you know what I, I just read, which I'm going to give a plug, uh, which um, I just read the first issue of Scott and David Tipton's The Mirror War. Mm. Um, of course, they're frequent guests on the podcast. 
and uh, they frequently are, are writing for um, you know the IDW Star Trek comics. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, Next Generation famously never had a mirror episode, but they are writing a miniseries for IDW. I read part one of the Mirror War, and it was, uh, it was terrific. I mean, those guys know Star Trek backwards and forwards, and um, it's really fun to see the Next Generation. Characters in the Murray universe, and um, they a lot. They're clearly having a lot of fun and with it. We're and have uh, to nip that in the bud right away. <laughs> and 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 uh, I really enjoyed it. So I'm looking forward to future issues. I'm sure it'll be compiled in some kind of uh, graphic novel uh, uh, collection. But um, uh, issue number one and issue number two are available now, and you know I uh, highly recommend it. I'd really love to see them do a crossover between uh, Star Trek and uh, the Andy Griffith Show. Keep holding because, your breath for that one because they were shot on the same lot. I I, I thank you. I I under I know, but <laughs> but um, but uh, there is a I, way. I, there's a way to do it. There's always a way. I mean, they could do Star Trek and Planet of the Apes and Star Trek and X Men. Yeah. Um, there's a way that they could do Star Trek and the Andy Griffith Show, and and Clint Howard could you know exactly. Come by. You see, you're you're getting it. I get it. I get it. Um, we'll see. I, I, I would I would hope everyone would relish it as much as I would. And, you know, uh, while we're talking about Tranya, I, I, I remember we were in Vegas. There was a guy selling Star Trek wine or Cardassian canard, but he didn't have like, didn't you say, where's your Romulan ale? And he had yeah. no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, he was so proud of um, that they These had like. that they put stickers on. Yeah, like Chateau Picard yeah. and uh, a Cardassian canard. But when you said like, where's the Romulan ale? He was like, the what? Yeah, he didn't know. So I'm not going to plug them on the show. He didn't I, have any uh, Romulan ale. He didn't have any Tranya. I mean, he didn't have any Finnegal's Folly. For crying yeah. out loud, folks. That's, not that's right. It's not tough. And he didn't have anything not green. Didn't have there anything was nothing green. green. Exactly. Yeah, so. Ecto cooler. Ecto green. That's what they used for the green drink in, uh, in uh, Next Generation when Data was uh, the Aldebaran whiskey that Scotty was walking around. That was Ecto Cooler from High C. Just so you know. I did not know that. I forget <laughs> what we used in Free Enterprise. Because, you know, we had the green drink of Free Enterprise. Yeah, I mean, that, I, that, that looked just like a Grasshopper. Yeah, I think it probably was. Yeah. I don't real, remember. It was a long, long, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, uh, that was 21 years ago. Wow. And I would recommend it for the holiday gift guide, but, you know, it's not currently on Blu-ray. Uh, yeah, the right situation is all tied up. So uh, I don't know when the hell that's going to ever come out, but uh, one day, hopefully. So, um, you know, oh, another generation could be. You were, you were speaking of the uh, the uh, TOS communicator. Uh, yes. Bluetooth. Uh, they also made a next gen one. Ah, nice. And uh, I actually got this at, at uh, the Las Vegas convention for actually a good price. Because they don't manufacture them anymore, but you can find them on eBay. But they're really cool. And they make the, when, when they're charged up, they make the little chirp and you can talk in it. And it works just like a Bluetooth uh, uh, oh, communicator. And you can wear it just like, you can pretend to be Captain Picard in his heyday. Is that who you would pretend to be, Captain no, Picard? You could... No, I would probably, uh, I would probably be Lieutenant Yar. <laughs> okay, I won't ask. No, I... anyway. <laughs> well, this is fun. This was our first annual holiday, uh, you know, and we didn't even mention any of the novels. Though. This is why having, you know, we should have had Rob on because Rob could talk about all the, the novels we didn't mention. Well, there's a lot of novels going on, but they're, uh, 
they're the new stuff. Yeah, that's true. Well, aren't they? I think he mentioned that they were uh, um, uh, sort of closing the loop or something on the. Uh, I, think, I think they're they're shutting the door on the original. Yeah. Original well, I would, story. I would recommend, of course, David Goodman's autobiography of Captain Kirk and his history of the Federation, which are, are terrific, and uh, his uh, autobiography of, of Captain Picard. I remember he was going to do Spock, but for various reasons we won't go into, uh, did not write it. Right. Um, but uh, but his 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 his. Oh, I his think work, I know why. I'm sure you do. But uh, his work is uh, he did a fantastic job on those books and and highly recommended. So if you haven't heard them, uh, check them out. And I think that about does it for us. What do you say, Darren Docterman? I, I can't think of any more. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to really get new stuff. It's really difficult. Uh, but I have to say that I've, I've downgraded a lot on my desire to get stuff. So it's just one of those things. I only choose the, you know, the top of the line stuff now, and it's much more limited. So yeah, we lived through everything. a golden era. I mean, look, let's face yeah. it. We were in the '90s when Playmates was literally putting and out. Early, early 2000s was really good. I mean, it was spectacular. I mean, when you think about the really deep dive they did into some very esoteric characters, we were buying um, cases of large-scale figures. Yeah, I know, I know, and they were doing beautiful, beautiful figures. I mean, look, I have out. I mean, on display, I still have their Edith Keeler. Yeah. You know, and, um, uh, you know, piece of the action figures. And I mean, it's like, it, it was crazy, the stuff that they were doing. I remember running around trying to get the KB toy and hobby to find Absolutely. piece of the action because that was an exclusive. That's the, then, that's the one I have a case of. I have a case of the <laughs> action figures. I think I have uh, four of each. So you put the bag on them. But I, why would one put a bag on a doll? Yeah, I did. You're going to end up in a box. Well, they did. A cardboard box. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll be back with a regular episode of Inglorious Transports next week. Is there ever a regular episode? I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> no, well, you know, and, and uh, you know, uh, Ashley, you know, couldn't be with us because he's taking his son to see Ghostbusters. So hopefully the good new Ghostbusters him. is good. Yeah, he, he was lucky to miss this one. So uh, Don't talk like that. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying. I don't know if he would have at his fingertips as many su- su- suggestions. He's not as much of a collector. Well, he he collects kids. He does. He does. <laughs> but he'll be back next week uh, with an all new episode of uh, Inglorious Trexperts. And of course, uh, you can also listen to uh, Peter and Lisa on our companion series, The Trexperts Briefing Room, an entirely different podcast where we do audio commentaries on significant episodes in the history of Star Trek from the original series all the way through the latest incarnations um, airing on Paramount Plus. Of course, and we're, we're, not, we're not giving that up to Peter and Lisa permanently. No, no, no. They no. get to do a few now and then, and we get to do a few. It's uh, absolutely. It's a, a combined effort. It's a combined effort. I didn't mean to imply that it's not our show anymore. Yes, yes Darren. It is indeed our show. It's our, the show. it's our show. It's my show. My show. Look, but, but you know, by the time you got to Johnny Carson in his later years, I mean, there were a lot of guest hosts going on. <laughs> you know, I mean, he, you know, <laughs> what was he working? Three days a week? I don't know. And you know what? Now they're all dead too. Yeah, we're all the same now. So, um, 
Anyway, uh, we want to thank uh, Bill Ritter uh, for always making it so sound so great, even uh, over Zoom. Of course, our producers, Peter Holmstrom, uh, Natalie Miscali, and Zach Raggetts. And uh, encourage us to uh, visit other social media. You can even change your one-star review to a five-star review if you're so inclined. Indeed. Or your five-star review to a one-star review. Oh, no, no, no. I don't, I don't think you can do that. I think that's oh, okay. Okay. Well, there you go. And, of course, uh, we'll be back every Friday. We'll be back with an all-new episode. And if you want to watch us, you can check us out on the free Electric Now app uh, for uh, video episodes of all our podcasts. So right. until the... As Gene Roddenberry said, you can always go from down to up, but don't go from up to down. <laughs> so until next Friday, on behalf of Darren and myself, keep on trekking. Ingloriously, of course. Shh. <laughs> Play bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in the winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird. Here to stay is a new bird. He sings a love song as we go along. Walking in the winter wonderland. In the meadow, we can build a snowman and pretend that he is Parson Brown. He'd say, are you married? We'll say, no, man. But you can do the job when you're in town. Later on, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire to face unafraid the plans that we've made walking in a winter wonderland. snowman and pretend that he's a circus clown. We'll have lots of fun with Mr. Snowman until the other kids knock him down. When it snows, ain't it thrilling? Though your nose gets a chilling, we'll frolic and play the Eskimo way. Walking in a winter wonderland to face unafraid the plans that we've made walking in a winter wonderland walking in a winter wonderland this show is produced by dean devlin and mark a altman and is an electric surge network production